All right, boys, with the Big Ten expanding next year, I got to hear from you guys. No conferences. What is your what is your ideal Big Ten championship game next season? You cannot. Rutgers versus Northwestern. You you can't pick Michigan. Couldn't have said it better than myself, Alex. You can't pick Michigan. Go. I said my answer. Um, I want welcome. I want Iowa. I want Iowa from this year, and then Iowa next year as my as my Big Ten championship matchup. I want whatever team. I want I want Brian Ferentz to get hired on at USC as their defensive coordinator because he's so good at keeping offenses from scoring points. And then I want USC to play to play Iowa. Oh, beautiful. I'm letting, I'm letting that slide only because it was really funny. But now both of you actually have to come up for an answer to my question, and it better be good. Okay. Uh, Rutgers and – I'm just kidding. Uh, I think USC Penn State would be really interesting, intriguing. I. Ew. USD sucks. Well, that's like uh that's like a traditional like Rose Bowl like matchup there. Have have they ever have they ever played in the Rose Bowl before? I feel like they would have to have played each other in the Rose Bowl at some point. But Penn State is in addition to the Big Ten, so maybe yeah, not. Yeah, maybe not. But I feel like that would be kind of cool. Like two traditional like football powerhouses going at it. Um, and I'm not picking Ohio State because I just want nothing to do with them ever in any intercollegiate ath- athletic event. So, yeah, my answer is similar. I would go Oregon, Penn State. I think very contrasting styles, very contrasting programs. Like, I mean, their uniforms couldn't be more different. Like, literally everything, top to program, top to bottom, about those programs are completely different. Uh, I'd love to see them play. And I I think it would be a really cool matchup to see OSU play Oregon, a rematch of that game that they had at the beginning of last season. That would be that would be pretty hype. But that's not why you're here. You're not here to hear predictions. Actually, you might be. So, I won't even say that. But welcome to Big Banter, ladies and gentlemen. We all love you. We all think you're beautiful. I just said something nice to you, but now I invite my beautiful friend, Alex. Alex, will you please say something nice to our wonderful and beautiful listeners? You started to say wonderful, and I thought you were going to say, would you say something nice to our one listener? (laughs) But I think we do have more than one. Hi, Mom. Corey and I were looking at the numbers the other day. People, you're there. And we see you, we hear you, we feel you in the least perverted and disgusting way possible. We want you to know that we're here for you. This is not just a one-way street. We hear you talking to us too. We, we want this to feel like therapy, like you can escape the stresses of this world and your nine to five and just come to Big Banter. Just feel like you're talking with a few friends because you are our friends. I consider you some of my closest friends. I consider you closer friends than Ethan and Corey. So welcome to the show. 
Please follow and subscribe wherever you listen and follow us on the socials on Instagram and threads and uh, Twitter slash X. And you know what? With that, what are we talking about? He had a very okay. kind and gentle voice. We were we were pretty close to being big banter ASMR edition. No, there. no. It, it, as soon as you said, okay, stop. As soon as you said in a not creepy, molesty way, it sounded creepy and molesty. So I think you were just trying to, I think you were trying to get into our listeners' pants. Well, is that is that worse than last week when we were talking about uh, Hiroshima and uh, like Pearl Harbor and all of that? Which 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 do you prefer? Which side of the big banter coin do you want? Okay, well, you don't use the coin anymore, so let's move along. <laughs> let's move along. Yep, I've delivered too many uh, cancelable lines on this podcast, so we need to get back to our regularly scheduled programming, which for this episode is the picks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a jam-packed show for you today, except for the fact that we really don't, and most of the Big Ten sucks. But we we, we are going to be pretty... <laughs> I'm sorry. Way, way to sell I'm, the people, Ethan. <laughs> I'm sorry. That That's the whole point. That's that's the thing. It, that's what makes it funny. That's why this episode, I, that's why this show is also therapy for whoever's listening. There, there's so much going on right now, and it's so crazy because this line for the Michigan-Penn State game is just doing all sorts of weird things. Um, I, I, I want to hop into it first because I want to kind of get your guys' take on where you are with this game before we dive into the number and everything. So Michigan playing at Penn State. This weekend, uh, it is a noon kickoff. It's the big noon kickoff game. Where, where are the two of you right now with what's been going on at Michigan? You know, obviously the way Penn State is currently playing. Corey, I just want to hear kind of where you're at thought process wise right now, how you are feeling about this game coming up this weekend. Well, I think, uh, Penn State listens to the podcast because we were saying all of this stuff about after a a huge matchup coming out and playing against Indiana and, and performing the way that they did um, says a lot more about the team uh, than the loss did to Ohio State. Uh, and then they just go on the road in a quote-unquote rivalry game and absolutely lay the hammer on a, on a Maryland football team that is Jekyll and Hyde. Um, You've got all that you want heading into the premier game of the weekend. You have Penn State playing back at the level they were playing before the Ohio State game, um, and you have Michigan uh, continuing to be uh, the uh, powerhouse that they've been throughout you know the course of this season. So, um, I think as a as a Fox Sports um, producer you are incredibly happy with the way these teams are playing. And if you are a fan, um, you are uh, going to be absolutely nervous. And I think people are going to look at this game and based on how Penn state played against Ohio state, I feel like people, it's going to be so (laughs) easy for people 
to just say Michigan's going to go into Happy Valley and blow out Penn State. And for some reason, I just don't think that's going to happen. I'm just getting a weird vibe about this game that it's probably going to be closer than people think. Uh, what's the spread on this one, Ethan? Is it four and a half right now? Yeah, so it is currently four and a half. It opened at six and a half, and it's all the way down to four and a half. So it's been down, bet down two full points already. I would have loved to pick this when it was six and a half, but I think regardless, I'm going to take Penn State here to cover four and a half. I think we're going to have a really good game. Penn State's defense is legit, and I think they'll disguise some things for Michigan. And it's in Happy Valley. That always helps, too. It's not at night, but it's in Happy Valley. So Michigan on the road, I think they get a tough test, their first close game of the year, and I think I'm going to take Penn State to cover. Can I speak without interruptions now, please? Thank you, you jerks. Um, I think these two teams are playing about the best that they can right now. Uh, Michigan's been playing really well all year, and Penn State's been I don't want to say up and down because that's not necessarily true, but they've they've had two versions of this team, and then they just came off of I think their second highest point total this season uh, against Maryland on the road. So it's going to be a battle, the battle that everybody was hoping that Ohio State Penn State would be, but I think you're going to get it uh, here um, this Saturday. I'm going to say four and a half. I'm going to say Michigan covers this one. Um, I, I I don't want to say, like, I've got a good feeling, but I just think I, I'm sticking with that this team is <laughs> built different. This team is laser-sharp focused um, and something that we haven't seen from a Michigan football team in a very long time. And to come out of the everything that was happening with the sign stealing off of the bye week. You came out a little bit rusty, and if not for a backdoor or if not for a final 13-second uh, touchdown, garbage time touchdown for Purdue, you would have covered a huge spread off of a bye week in the midst of a huge NCAA and Big Ten investigation. If that doesn't tell you how locked in this team is, I'm not really sure what does. They got to go to Happy Valley. They have to win this game if they want to keep their national title hopes, let's just say, alive and well in their own possession, in their own destiny, their own hands. You got to win this game, and I think they do by a touchdown. This is <clears throat> this is really interesting. I, I do think that it getting bet down to four and a half. Um, it, it just feels like it feels like Vegas was kind of trying to tell you something right away when the line opened at minus six and a half that they want money to come in on Penn State. Oh, look at how many points we're giving this home team, this really good team at home. And it's James Franklin's fatal flaw playing against good opponents. And and I understand that they went to Ohio State. That's a completely different atmosphere, completely different game that was played. But you saw you saw kind of what can happen when they play that upper echelon level of talent. 
<sighs> I just, I don't know. I don't trust Drew Aller. I don't, I don't trust. I definitely don't trust James Franklin. I, I, I think Michigan. I think this game stays close early on. I think third quarter Michigan. They still haven't give up, given up any points all season in the third quarter, which is crazy. I think third and fourth quarter. Michigan kind of leans on people. That's just what they do. I think that's when you start to see the separation in this game is in the second half. I think Michigan ends up covering the number. I'll take Michigan minus four and a half. And me and Corey, high five, Corey. We will leave Alex on an island all by himself. Which, all right, but we actually forgot to give the pick update too. Last week, week 10, we, we've all been in a skid, boys. Like, our underwear is brown. They're, the skid marks are clear and present. So last week, Corey and I both tied for first at four and five. And Ethan, I'm sorry to even bring this up, two and seven. That was not your best work. I think both of my wins were in the bonus games. I think I went over in the Big Ten games. Uh, ye- no, you picked Florida. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, but so the totals, now Corey's sitting over there with a sly little grin on his face. Wait, Florida? I have Florida huh? on here. Yeah, you picked Florida plus 14. That's from two weeks ago. Oh, pff, that's week bumpy. nine. Duh. I just deleted all the week 10 picks. That's why. Um, whatever. So you did go 2-0 in the... <laughs> Not big time. Whatever the total, the totals are. Corey is leading forty eight and forty one. I'm in second forty seven and forty two, and Ethan's forty six and forty three. So it's still anybody's game. The, the over under in the Michigan Penn State game, just for reference, is forty four and a half. I, I I don't think there's any way this game gets to that total. I don't see Penn State scoring twenty. You know. 21 points in this game. I don't think that's happening. And honestly, I'd be I'd be kind of surprised if if Michigan got into the high 20s in this game. 44 and a half feels like a relatively easy underplay for me in this game. Also, so, just so we're clear, I do think Michigan's going to win, even though I picked Penn State <clears throat> to cover. So we all have Michigan yeah. winning this game. Yeah. Okay. Well, I... I, I Real quick, I, I just want to throw this in there. There, There is a matchup in this game that I'm really interested to see, and that is Michigan's O-line in run blocking against Penn State. They've been very stout defensively against the run, so it'll be very interesting to see if Michigan can actually create some lanes for the running backs in this game. Um, did not do a great job of it against Purdue, and we talked about that. Okay. Next game. Let's let's move right along to the other powerhouse in the Big Ten, and that is Ohio State. Oh, they I are you're hosting. Gonna, you're going to say Iowa. They're, they're <laughs> hosting hosting Michigan State at night. This is a seven thirty kick. Ohio State minus thirty one and a half. I'll go first on this one. I just think that this is one of those spots where like. Michigan State is coming off of playing their absolute best game 
31 and a half, it, it seems like way too many points, which is why, which is, I, I know it, 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 it's like, oh, it sounds like too many points, so therefore it is. Ha ha, I'm taking Michigan State. I, I just, I think that there might be some sort of backdoor cover. Ohio State has like their backups in or whatever. I would not touch this game. 31 and a half, that's just too much for my blood. I'm going to take Michigan State in this one and hope and pray that they get a late touchdown to cover. I'm taking Ohio State. I'm not going to think too much about it. They're just a better team. It's a night game, and like you said, Michigan State has already played their best game of this season. And uh, Marvin Harrison is going to have a field day against this secondary, just like he's had quite a few field days against much better Big Ten defenses. Night game, show out for the fans. Ohio State, lock it in. Not going to think too much about it. Uh, I'm also locking in Ohio State, and I'm not going to think too hard about it. Michigan State might only score three points in this game because Ohio State's defense is that good. So I only need Ohio State to score 35 at that point. Travion Henderson is healthy, um, and he's getting healthy at the right time. And last week was his first full week healthy, and he put up just absolute bonkers numbers against a Rutgers team that's actually not half bad on defense. So, um, yeah, I'm taking Ohio State. Wait, I was told Rutgers isn't good. I was told Rutgers isn't good from anybody. Hmm, intriguing. That's just when it's Michigan's best win on their schedule is that they're not good. We are saving Rutgers, Iowa for last. I hope you guys know that. Okay. Heck yeah. Game so of the week. We actually have a pick em, and it is Minnesota traveling to Purdue. Alex, we're going to start with you on this one. It's a pick em, so you just got to pick a winner straight up. This is college game day style. Who are you taking in this game? Minnesota's on the road. All right. Um, I think Minnesota's probably the better defensive team here. Um, Maccabee has had some fumbling issues um, this year. Hudson Card, the Purdue offensive line, has made him see ghosts. I, I, I'm just going to take the better defensive team here. I know Miss Minnesota is going on the road, but I'm going to take the better defensive team and a team that I think you never know what you're going to get from them. So coming off a really bad game that they should have won, I'll take Minnesota to bounce back here. I, I, I can't do it. Purdue is playing their best football of the season. Um, I know, you know, we talked about it kind of extensively on on the, you know, review episode, Alex. I, I honestly think Purdue is a better football team right now, especially the way they played defensively against Michigan. I think you're going to see a lot of the same stuff against Purdue, but it's going to work a lot better. Um, I'm going to take Purdue. I think Purdue wins this game outright. I think they they move their record up, and Minnesota and PJ Fleck continue to absolutely crap the bed. I, I'm I, I mean, there's no reason Minnesota shouldn't win this game, but the fact that it's a pick'em makes it feel like oh, it's it's so easy. Just take Minnesota. Nope, I'm gonna take Purdue. They uh, 
Purdue, what's the over-under in this game? What, what, what's Vegas thinking about the point total here? 46 and a half. So they think there's going to be some points scored. Hmm. And Purdue, I believe, right now only has two wins, correct? They only have two wins. And I believe both of those wins are on the road, correct? That's what that's what that's what I'm I'm thinking here. Um, Minnesota, Ethan, I'm with you. Uh, Minnesota's starting to piss me off a bunch now, because every time that you think, oh, they're going to turn the corner, uh, no, uh, just kidding, uh, we're going to be really bad. Uh, if PJ Fleck doesn't win this game, you might as well just pack up the office and uh, start over next year uh, for uh, the Golden Gophers. If if what I'm thinking is correct, and I think it is, uh, Purdue doesn't have a home win this year, and this is going to be the one where they finally do it. So I'm going to pick Purdue um, against my better judgment, and uh, finally, hopefully, pray to the Lord uh, that they get that home win. Um, and, jeez, dude. Oh no, they've they've beaten uh, Illinois. They beat them pretty good too. But at home, at home. So they've got two wins: one on the road, one at home, and they beat Illinois by like thirty. Okay, we've talked enough about it. Moving on to the next game, the over under in that game is really weird to me too. I would think that would be like a home run underplay, but I don't know. Tread lightly. <clears throat> All right, moving on. Um, we're gonna make this pick fairly quickly because both of these teams suck. Indiana traveling to Illinois, Illinois minus six and a half. Um, I'll take this one first again, just because I'm that nice of a guy. Both of these teams coming off of very emotional wins, uh, wins that they did not expect to have. Um, I just trust Illinois more. Indiana sucks. Illinois is not good either, but Indiana sucks more. I'll take Illinois, and I'll punt the six and a half. Over to you, Senior Alex. Um, Indiana has covered two games in a row now. A tough contest with Penn State and then beating Wisconsin. Now, albeit an injured Wisconsin team, but still a Wisconsin team um, that has more talent than them regardless of injuries. So I have a hard time thinking that Illinois is going to beat anyone by at least a touchdown. And I think Indiana's going to claw and scratch their way to covering this spread. It's on the road, though. So I do take Illinois to win, but I think Indiana's going to cover. I still don't think Indiana's very good. I know they proved a lot, about as much as you could have from a very shorthanded Wisconsin team and then also going into Happy Valley uh, and covering that spread. But uh, at the end of the day, Illinois is just the better coach team. And Bielema, which I did not know, was ten and zero or nine and zero going to the Minnesota game, and then he completed, you know, the t- the ten win perfection. Um, Indiana's not going to win another game this year. It's just not going to happen. I don't think it's going to be close. It's going to come back down to earth. Tom Allen is on his way out, um, and we're going to see that happen again. Um, the the Tom Allen teams that uh, would would run the ball on third and long just to get the field goal not to win so i'm taking illinois and they could creep back into this bowl eligibility thing 
So I think that's something to play for for them. That is the third island out of four games that I am on. I'm an island with Penn State, Minnesota, and Indiana. So you know what? I'll pack my bags. I'm going to enjoy myself because I'm going to be sitting pretty after this weekend. That's that's what they all say before they lose. <clears throat> all right, moving on. Next game, we've got Northwestern traveling to Wisconsin. Wisconsin minus 10 and a half. Corey, we start with you. Braylon Allen's hurt again. I don't know how this Wisconsin team is going to move the ball at all. And I think uh, getting out of the uh, chokehold that is the Iowa defense, for whatever reason, maybe not chokehold, but like black devil magic that the Iowa defense seems to have on these horrible teams in the Big Ten West. Uh, Ten and a half points. Give me Northwestern. I'll take them. Take it to the bank. They're going to cover this spread. They're going to cover this game. Real quick, I predicted three games correctly last week. I'm being shorted a game because I definitely took Northwestern plus the points against Iowa. You're going to have to tell me what your other two wins are then. You know what? I'm going to check the tape. I'm going to go back and listen and check the tape. I was going to say because it was two of the the, – out of conference. Games. That is right, Ethan and I. Because I took Washington. Yeah, and I and I took I took Washington minus the points against USC, and then I took. Uh, I, Washington wasn't the game. It was Kansas State, Texas. I took and, Kansas State plus, and points. it was Georgia, Missouri. We did three. We did right? do three. Oh, you did three. Yeah, we did three. We did a really quick one. USC Washington was really quick. Jeez, oh, Alex. I didn't, I didn't pick that one. I didn't listen that far. Rut row. Yeah, and I think we both took Washington minus three, did we not? We did. Oh, frick. All right, I got to – oh, now the numbers are going to be messed up because I didn't pick that game. I thought we were only doing two. Yeah, wow. I'm like, I got three picks right. I'm getting, I'm getting hoed out of a pick. Alex, why don't you do your job, man? I'm so, we we always do two games. Okay, time out, time out. In front of your two best friends and in front of your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who would you have picked in that Washington USC game? I wouldn't have trusted. I would have trusted Washington's defense more than USC's. So, honest to God, I would have picked Washington like easily with that small a number. Well, doesn't matter. You don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> get wrecked. I knew, I knew he was going to say that. I just had to set him up for it. I had to. I absolutely had to. All right, I'm. I'm gonna. All right, I'll. I'll make some adjustments. <laughs> I'm like. I'm like. Wait a second. Something's not right here because I did pick a Big Ten game correctly. I took Northwestern plus the points. You guys should have corrected me because I only texted my Kansas State and and uh, Georgia Brother, picks. In. I have a wife and three children. Okay, Corey, you should have corrected me. <laughs> I was I was in a different state. I, what, I barely have enough time to take care of myself. You think I got enough time to take care of you, Corey? You don't know what having no time is. Okay, so Alex, or I'm sorry, Corey. Uh, Northwestern, Wisconsin, Wisconsin minus ten and a half. 
Give me Northwestern. Okay. I am also going to take oh, – it just feels like such a big number. Why is it so big? I'm going to take Northwestern. Ooh, trust them to keep another game close. It's kind of disgusting. I'm also taking Northwestern. It's too big of a number for a Wisconsin team that's not healthy. <laughs> another another sloppy super lock, baby. Sloppy super lock. Yikes. You hate to see it, but you also love it. All right. Maryland traveling to Nebraska. Nebraska still in the race for the Big Ten West. Oh, wait, what's that? That is how many people care about the Big Ten West race. Okay. Uh, Nebraska catching two and a half at home against Maryland. Ugh. I hate this spread. I would not touch this game. Both, ugh, both of these teams kind of make me want to V-bomb. I'm going to take Nebraska because they're the home team plus the two and a half points. Could they lose? Yep, sure. By one? Yep, sure. By two? Sure. But... I'll take Nebraska. If you're giving me points at home, I'll take them. Uh, this game's this game's weird for me because when I first looked at this, I halfway expected Nebraska to be favored at home. And so I thought, oh, pff, I'm taking Maryland points like easy and taking Nebraska in this. But, man, Mar- Maryland can turn it on just randomly at times. Um and Nebraska just played a really, really bad game. Their offensive line just played really bad against Michigan State. But you know what? Maryland's not tough in the trenches. They're not like that. Michigan State actually has a player or two on their defensive line. At Maryland, I couldn't name one guy on their defensive line. True. Very good analysis. So give give me Nebraska as well, plus two and a half at home. You'd have to think that at some point uh, the turnovers for Nebraska are going to stop. I think this is the th- the second or third week in a row where they've had three or more turnovers uh, in Big Ten play. Clearly, if you can figure that out, your record is going to speak for itself and you're going to win some football games. Uh, Going home, hopefully that's a get-right situation against a very not-tough Maryland team. Uh, Take care of the ball and you'll be able to win this game, especially when you're the dog at home. So I'll take Nebraska as well. Uh, because they also have something to play for uh, in this season. All right. We have reached that point in time (laughs) where we have literally the most disgusting line I've ever seen in my life, and it is the over-under in the Rutgers game. And yes, boys, we're doing something we've never done before. We are going to pick the over-under in this game. We will also make a pick against the spread, but we're going straight to the total because are you ready for this? Iowa has broken their own record in the same season. The over-under in this game is the lowest since Vegas started giving odds on the over-under totals in in collegiate football games. Over- under Iowa at home against Rutgers, 28 and a half. I, I, can't, I can't even believe I'm uttering those words out of my mouth. And yet I look at this game and I think to myself, how, how do you get over? 
How do you get to 28? How do you get to 29 points? How do we get there? Rutgers ain't going to score a ton of points in this game. Rutgers defense actually looked very, very good for the most part against Ohio State. Um, allowed a few gash run plays. But they just don't have the same weapons on Iowa. Boys, this is this is gonna sound absolutely crazy. Me and me and Corey both told you last week to hammer that under in the Northwestern Iowa game. I'm going right back to the under. In the lowest under over under in NCAA history, I am taking the under. Give me under 28 and a half. Now we move over to Alex. Alex, what say you? I'm taking the under. Like, it's not even a question. There's not even a doubt in my mind. I'm I'm honestly thinking about what the number would have to be in order for me to pick the over. And I think oh, it would have... so good. I need to hear it. Give it to me, please. I think, I think the number would have to be like 17 and a half. Oh my gosh. What would the number have to be for you? I think I'd take over... I, I would take over 21 and a half. 22 points total. I I take the over. I I'd have to. I'd have to. But I really just don't think there's going to be I I mean, if this game, I'm not kidding you. If this game finishes 3 to 0 or 6 to 3 with no touchdowns, I would not even in the slightest be surprised. Not think even about- a Think about what Rutgers just did to Marvin Harrison Jr. They shut him down after having, I think it was like four straight 100-yard receiving games. There is not a single player on Iowa's team that you have to worry about offensively. Not one. Boys, the sloppiest of super locks. The trifecta. The trifecta of of the under. In this game, Alex, you stole my thunder because I was going to say what my line would be for me to take the over in this game. Uh, Please give it to us. I, I, Ethan, I think you said it right. I, I would be a little bit more conservative at 22, but I'm going to I'm going to go a step further. This final score is going to be seven to three. You're going to have 10. You're going to have 10 points scored. Again, in this game, so. That's that's this. We're heading in this direction. Seven to three. One touchdown. One field goal. Bada boom. Bada bang. Send it to the bank. Well, now Corey, we flip it right back over to you because who's going to have the seven and who's going to have the three? Because the spread in this game is Iowa minus two. So we send it right back over to you, and you've got to pick which team has seven and which team has three because that's going to dictate who you take in this game. Rutgers. Rutgers is going to outright win this game because at some, they're just going to, this is what they're going to do. They're going to run Kyle Manungai 50 times and they're going to run him until they just get a couple more inches than Iowa. And then he's going to break off for a big run, set up, set up a touchdown. That That's what's going to happen. They're going to, Somebody is going to make one mistake that's going to cost 
seven points, and I think it's going to be Rutgers, and the Nun guy is going to get the game-winning touchdown. Uh, Corey, you stole my thunder. I think Rutgers is going to win this football game. I, I, you know what? For a second there, oh, we might have lost Ethan for a second. We'll see if he logs back on. Um, for a second, I almost picked Iowa to cover because of, you know, obviously they're really great at forcing turnovers, really good defense, and Gavin Wimsat tends to be a turnover machine at times. Bro, Deacon Hill can do the same exact thing, and Rutgers can turn Q- QBs over too. Um, so give me Rutgers plus two. I, I don't want to say easily. Like I think this is going to be a really close game, so I'm not. I'm not going to say I'm extremely confident that Rutgers is going to win, but I'm absolutely picking Rutgers plus two. Absolutely picking them to win this because I think, you know, I think they're excited to play football right now. Like they, I, I think they're excited to play football right now. They get to play spoiler a little bit potentially. Whoa. Oh. Sorry, boys. I had a uh, little internet kerfuffle there. Well, you missed me picking. Oh, you got to turn your echo cancellation on. There we go. All right. Well, you missed me picking Rutgers to cover and win this one as well. So are you going to make it a double trifecta on this game? I I, I can't lie. I, I just, for whatever reason, I just think. I think Rutgers wins this game. I think it's just going to be the most disgusting football game ever. But <laughs> I'm going to take Rutgers to win. I know, I know it's crazy. Um, I'm taking the plus two for sure because in a game like this, that could mean everything. But you know, we say here on Big Banter, you take half of that money that you're going to put on Rutgers. And you do a little sprinkle, 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 sprinkle. You sprinkle that right on that money line, baby. Get those plus odds. Oh, you're going to love the flavor at the end of the day. Give me Rutgers. And that is, that might be the most disgusting super lock we've ever had. We (laughs) ended. All of us take Rutgers plus two. We ended this episode with. Big banter locks of Northwestern plus the points, Nebraska plus the points, the under on Iowa Rutgers, and a Rutgers cover and win. All of us, all big banter locks on the sloppiest of games. You know, if we get this right as a podcast, no one should ever question our credibility ever again because we, we've been in the nitty-gritty of Big Ten football for now two years and we know the Big Ten West like the back of our hands. If we get this right, it, we just proved the world. So clear out the Big Ten like post-game show on the Big Ten Network. Put us up in that booth because we have way more of an idea of what we're talking about than those clowns over there. If we get everything right at the end of the show that we just did there, Corey is right. Like At that point, it's just like you got to sign us to a contract. Because it is just all gross, but it's all Big Ten, baby. And that's what you guys are here for. We love you. We appreciate you so, so very much. Corey, let the people know why we love them. And send them off with a glorious goodbye.
listen, we love you for, for sticking around, listening to our absolutely horrendous and horrible and sloppy takes for the Big Ten West and beyond, of course. Uh, you guys have been with us through the thick and thin and through all of the uh, technical difficulties and everything in between from the West Coast to Dairyland, Wisconsin, to even right in our backyard in Indianapolis, Pennsylvania, and the beautiful, beautiful state of Michigan. We appreciate you. We love you. Check us out. If you haven't rated us five stars on everything, what are you doing? You're being stupid and silly. Do that already, and you can say whatever the heck you want to say to us after you do that. But regardless, until next time, here's our picks. Here's our thoughts. And go Big Ten football. Deuces.